Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope everyone is enjoying some time off with their families and uh, remembering the many sacrifices that those who have fought and many have died for our freedom this weekend. In this episode, we're going to be talking to a Walgreens pharmacist from New York City. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Jamal Downer. He is a PharmD and is the pharmacy manager for a Walgreens based in New York, New York City, that is. Jamal joined the Walgreens family in 2004 and is currently in charge of managing a store as well as providing counsel to those who need to speak with a pharmacist about their medications. He received his Doctor of Pharmacy degree from the Arnold and Marie Schwartz College of Pharmacy in 2004. Jamal, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Well, uh, like you said, I've been a pharmacist for Walgreens for a little over 15 years. I'm currently the pharmacy manager of our store in the Empire State Building. Uh, I've also worked uh, at stores all around uh, Manhattan. I've worked at the downtown location by Astor Place, uptown at 70th Street, and I spent a year working in New Jersey. Uh, I live in Queens, New York with my wife, who is also a Walgreens pharmacist. Uh, She actually has a very cushy commute. Her store is about two minutes away from our house. So that's nice. Uh, And we have two young children. Awesome. Well, very cool. Y'all have Walgreens on the family. And yes. and as I was mentioning um, earlier before we hopped on, um, I'm still have been connected with Walgreens uh, as a PRN pharmacist for a number of years. So um, very familiar with Walgreens and yeah, excited. To, that's so cool. I didn't even realize that they had a store in the Empire State Building. So yes. what a neat, neat place to work. So Jamal, we are in the thick of this coronavirus right now in New York City. I think all eyes have been there. And, um, it, and I have loved seeing all of the amazing stories of pharmacists who are providing care and, you know, taking care of patients and on the front lines. And I'm so excited to be able to share more about um, that perspective and and your story um, on the show. So, but first let's back up a little bit and, you know, talk a little bit about um, maybe why you decided to pursue a career in pharmacy and maybe, um, you know, uh, what are, you know, how did you decide on community pharmacy? So uh, when I was a kid, I actually got a lot of ear infections. Uh, and I remember I hated going to the doctor. It was mostly the ER uh, over mm. and over and over. But afterwards, we'd go to the pharmacy and the pharmacist was always really, really nice to me. He'd give me a lollipop and it was a face that I recognized 
you know, even going through all that and seeing different doctors, different nurses at the ER, I'd always go back and I'd see the the pharmacist there behind the counter and he knew I, who I was and he knew my mom and he'd always help us. So that, I mean, that really, I think, inspired me uh, to want to do that. That was really, I think, the thing more than anything else that that led me to this career. I was lucky enough to be able to get a scholarship to uh, the Brooklyn College of Pharmacy, which is Arnold and Marie Schwartz. So uh, yeah, it was it was a really really good fit. Awesome. And so you're you're a New York native, and we're able to to stay there for um, pharmacy school, and and have now been been practicing there for a while. Um, Jamal, what are some of the, the, you know, most rewarding aspects of community pharmacy? And, you know, I'm sure that even now, um, you know, how does, how does being in the COVID pandemic phase, um, maybe even enhance some of those, uh, rewarding aspects? Well, I think more than anything, as a community pharmacist, I am a rock for a lot of people in the neighborhood. Regardless of what's going on, uh, a lot of people aren't able to get into work anymore. A lot of people have had their lives turned upside down. But when they call into the store, because mostly that's what we're doing now, they hear me on the other end and it's a familiar voice. So whether it's me or, or a member of my team, you know, they, they've known us for years. We have customers that have been coming to the store for five, 10 years. And when they hear us, it's a sense of familiarity that can be missing in times like this. And that's that's really been one of the more rewarding things about being able to practice during a time like this, just to know that you're there for people in a time of need. Yeah. And you've built that relationship over yes. time. Um, definitely. I mean, patients are going to the pharmacy Usually at least 12 times a year picking up maintenance medications. And so they know that pharmacist just like you did when you were Mm -hmm. a kid getting your antibiotics. Um, So Jamal, what about some of the challenges that, how has, how has, um, you know, life in the pharmacy changed a little bit for those of us that maybe aren't on the front lines um, and, you know, in the thick of, uh, COVID. So I work in the Empire State Building, which was one of the busiest stores in New York with tourists and people who worked in the area. And seemingly overnight, it went from one of the busiest to completely empty. The building is closed. People can't get into work. Uh, so we went from servicing people in person to really servicing them on the phones. Uh, we've made it a priority to call all of our, our patients regularly, helping them to refill their prescriptions. Uh, Walgreens has switched to free delivery during this time so that we are able to deliver uh, patients their medication as they need it uh, so that they don't have to come in. That it, It's been challenging uh, with doctor's offices, sometimes open, sometimes closed, to try to get everything together logistically, but my Mm -hmm. team has done a very good job going above and beyond for patients to make sure that no one is without their medication in this time of need. Yeah, definitely. Um, Have there been any other sorts of change? So you guys have have kind of moved towards um, a lot of delivery. Are are patients still able to come in? Have you had to make any other changes uh, in the pharmacy setting or um, a lot of obviously workflow changes um, 
in terms of volume and things like that. Um, but it sounds like you're, you've been able to, to switch some of that into, um, calling and, and personalizing it and being that helping hand. We do still have people who live in the area and the store is open. So we do have a few customers come in. It was just the bulk of our customers worked in the area or in the building itself. So they're the ones who are not able to make it in. But either way, we are there for them. We've also tried to, we, we, Walgreens has a program uh, that allows uh, the computer system to sort of figure out when a patient's uh, medications are due and syncs them up. It's called Save a Trip. So we've mm-hmm. been putting a lot of customers on Save a Trip so that we can send it out one time instead of them having to wait for package after package after package. So that that technology has really helped us um, during this time to get them all synced up so that they can get uh, one delivery for their medication. Very good. I know that's helping a lot of people. Um, and have there been any any changes um, just with like how pharmacy practice? I know state by state, um, a lot of of governors have, um, I guess, eased some of the the practice regulations to make those um, refills a little bit easier. Um, things like that. Have have there been any things that maybe from that perspective that have really helped and that your team has been able to do uh, to better take care of patients during the time? So one thing that uh, we've been able to do is we've worked with insurers to get early refills for patients who need it. A lot of people uh, wound up having to go out of state or you know stay at a relative's and had their had left their medication at home. It was, just wasn't something they were thinking about. But we've worked with a lot of our a lot of the insurances to make sure to get early refills for customers who need it, um, so that they can have their medications. Nice. Now. So Jamal, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're kind of a rock for a lot of people in the community. And I'm sure as the pharmacy manager, you are that for your team. Um, can you share a little bit about what it is like leading a team who is working on the front lines I've of been, the COVID? Yeah. yeah. I've been really, really proud of my team. Uh, people have been really grateful for uh, to us showing uh, for showing up every day, and my team knows that. And I think it it's one of the things that helps motivate us through the tough times. The trains, which used to be packed, are completely empty right now. So it's it's really different coming into work. But when we show up, the first thing uh, customers usually say when you know when uh, they call in and we pick up the phone is thank you for being there. And I try to remind them like every single day, you know, you are doing great just showing up. That is, it, it's a big deal for us to, to be able to be here for people. Um, and, and they know that and they've been rising to the occasion. So I've, I've been really, really proud of them throughout all of this. Awesome. So, you know, with, the, we've seen a lot of changes. We've talked about that. And so from your perspective, Jamal, what do you see um, kind of post-COVID-19? How do you see the pharmacy world really shifting and adapting to this new norm? And, you know, maybe have there been any upsides to the shift in how you interact with patients? 
I think the pandemic has provided the opportunity for pharmacists to play an even bigger role in patient care. Uh, the HHS recently changed rules to allow pharmacists to administer tests, uh, and Walgreens is opening test sites all over the nation. So that's that's going to be a big deal. We have pharmacists in some states uh, overseeing tests that people are doing through drive throughs and that's that's an amazing thing where we can sort of pick up for the, the barriers in care that people may have. Uh, we've also been, uh, people have been relying on us because it's very, very easy to see a pharmacist or call a pharmacist where other healthcare professionals may be overwhelmed at a time like this. We are very, very available. So I feel like my relationship with my customers has, has come through even more. They know that they can ask me any questions they have, and, and they do right now. Um, and if I can answer, you know, I answer. And if I don't know, they know I will tell them honestly, I don't know, but I will help them figure it out. And I, I think that has helped our relationship grow stronger. And in the future, I think that's that's going to be the thing that carries us forward. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Yeah, definitely. I I see so many opportunities uh, for pharmacy moving forward um, in, you know, how we're seen um, in the public as, you know, healthcare providers and, um, yeah, and it's it's people, you know, like you and your team um, and, you know, pharmacists and, and hospitals and, and clinics and just all over, uh, really, that, um, you know, we've shifted a lot even to um, telepharmacy work. And, you know, you mentioned that a lot of your conversations are, are via the phone, um, building those relationships. So it's really neat to see um, how, you know, everyone's been creative during this time in uh, being able to provide patient care and exactly like having testing sites um, with, uh, you know, drive through places and Walgreens and, and um, several other of the large pharmacies have been able to um, use their footprint uh, all across the country to be able to um, quickly activate and deploy um, some of those testing sites. Um, you know, another thing that pharmacists will probably have the opportunity to do are vaccines. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that your, uh, you know, your team does even vaccinations there um, where you are. I'm not sure how how frequently that's happening right now, but, um, we are but- actually still providing a fair amount of vaccines and yeah. we tend to be a much safer alternative than, uh, possibly going to a regular doctor's office that can be closed or some people don't feel comfortable with it. So we've had pregnant patients and their spouses and just even family members come in for things like that. Hmm. Very neat. Well, great. Yes. 
Well, this has been so helpful to hear a little bit more about um, what it is like in the pharmacy um, during COVID-19 and some of the things that you're doing from that community perspective. I I love to ask all of uh, my guests as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Um, I think to younger pharmacists, or yeah, even my younger self, it, just that that you're really making a difference. Um, sometimes things get hard, but I've been able to reach a lot of people in very, very meaningful ways. I had a customer whose wife passed uh, before this happened, uh, and he came to me and and let me know and i was i was his shoulder to cry on and even now during all of this he does call uh, from time to time to check up on me to make sure i'm doing okay and forming that sort of relationship is is a big deal uh and it and it it makes me feel good to know that i wasn't just someone who counted his medication i was a real person who helped him through all of all of this mhm yeah that's so that's so special and amazing to see that kind of relationship that's built and it's got to be so rewarding. Yeah. Well, Jamal, thank you so much for um, sharing more about your story and um, some of the great work that you guys are doing uh, up in New York. It was a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We are going to be relaunching our newsletter. So be sure that you're signed up over at pharmacyadvisory.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter and we're going to be sharing some good content there. And also be sure to check us out at Talk to Your Pharmacist on Facebook and Instagram. And finally, I have a big thank you to everyone who voted in the APHA election because I'm excited to share that I am now going to be serving this upcoming year uh, in March of 2021 at the annual meeting will be the installment for the new officers for APHA's APPM Executive Committee. Thank you again for your vote and I'm excited for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 